Oh my goodness. Hey queen, you're listening to the official Hype Girl podcast with me as your host, Aaliyah Jade. I'm a girl obsessed with hyping people up. And let's be honest, life can be tough, but girlfriends are tougher. And when you forget just how amazing you are, I'll be right here to remind you. Not only will I give you energy, I'm going to keep it real while we fight those intermediate girls with tips, tricks, and tools to get out of your own way. Let's navigate this crazy world together, go after the lives we want, and find all of the rainbows through life's thunderstorms. If you're ready for some real talk and a whole lot of hype, then let's freaking go! Hey girlfriend, welcome back to the official Hype Girl podcast. I am so excited for you to hear this interview because it is going to bless your soul. I sat down with such an amazing, incredible human, Cassie Feld, and we talked about what does it mean to live a purposeful and intentional life. We talked about things like curating your mindset, eliminating negative self-talk, and how the heck do you live a life full of purpose if you're not even sure what your purpose is? If you want to live a life where you feel fulfilled every single day and you go to bed every night feeling proud of who you are and what you accomplish, this episode is for you. I strongly encourage you after this episode, send this to someone who needs it. Send it to someone who needs the reminder that they matter and that everything that they do matters. You guys, sit tight, get ready. It is a long episode, but it is so freaking worth it. I am so excited for today's episode of the official Hype Girl podcast. We are going to be talking about living a purposeful and intentional life. And today I'm joined by Miss Cassie Feld. She is an online coach. She works. Um, I don't know. I want to make sure I like I do you justice. Okay, so yes, that's that's an awesome question. So I'm the I'm actually the founder and CEO of our company. So I do the CEO okay. and CCO jobs. Like so, okay. I do the creative. Um, but I am the head coach. And then I also am the coach mentor. So I put together all the programs and stuff like that. And then I have expert coaches who work inside program with me. You're just so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're just so cool. What is this? Um, Because I have a lot of, um, I know a lot of things about a lot of things, right? Um, I've been around the block a time or two, but finding people who are really experts kind of in their space. Um, and who can do a really amazing job breaking down the steps that it takes to really give people a pathway, right? Those tactical steps to get from, you know, where they are right now to where they really want to be. And also teach other people how they can look at future goals and break them down. That's awesome. Okay. So (laughs) I feel like I'm a little bit of a mess over here, (laughs) but- um... I want to open up and kind of just do like a rapid fire question just to get to know you a little bit better. And these are a little silly. I usually like to do them kind of fun. Um, So the first one for you is, are you a fan of pickles? Do you like pickles? Love pickles. Obsessed with them. Really? I I Mm -hmm. hate pickles. (laughs) I love them. That's so funny. Um, Do you like, or do you prefer crushed ice or cubed ice? Crushed every day. Well, I don't put it in my drinks. I like to eat it. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. Cubed ice is just like, okay, there's too much in my mouth. I can't talk, can't do anything. I personally like, I don't know if you have a Zaxby's near you, but I love the ice that Zaxby's has. They're like the really tiny, tiny ice. I don't know. It's like a little square, but it's like also not. (laughs) Yes. I, I had an ice machine at an Airbnb I got recently 
And I took a picture of it and sent it to like my sisters because it had that. So this is the ice that you get in the hospital when you have a baby. If you ever watched like a <laughs> TV show where they show that they bring you the, the ice and you actually are kind of like, this is the best ice I've ever had in my life. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. So good. <laughs> so good. I've never thought of it. I like, I've never known that. So that's actually really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something you're hoping Santa brings you for Christmas this year? Honestly, my whole family. So my, um, one of my kids lives in Ohio and one lives in, um, Arizona with her family and my granddaughter. So I'm really wanting uh, what I really want for Christmas this year is for all of us to be together, especially with everything that's gone on in, in the last like year and a half. Yeah. yeah, that is a really awesome gift. And I hope that that happens for you. And it's also really hard to believe that you are a grandmother. Like I, it just, it's blowing my mind. <laughs> you look, I amazing. have two granddaughters though. So they just both turned three. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's gotta be awesome. I have, I've always envisioned having like a large family. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for whenever that day comes for me. Um, and then the last question I have for you, have for you. I don't know if you're a fan of karaoke, but if you were, what is your go-to karaoke song? Okay. I cannot hold a tune. That's okay. Um, that's what karaoke I know. is. <laughs> my son though, who, um, he actually is a karaoke DJ. So my oldest son, you did not know this. I promise this isn't stage, but he's a karaoke DJ and his go-to song is either added up by the violent Femmes, could not be more different or <laughs> I like big butts by Sir Mix a lot. And oh I'm my not, goodness. I not make that up. <laughs> Those are great songs to karaoke to. I mean, it gets the, gets the crowd pumping too. So it's not. Right. Yes. But it's just hilarious that they're so different from each other. Right. Yeah. That's so, so. funny. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I also like to ask this question to every single guest that comes on um, just to kind of, you know, how, if, if I have someone that's like super successful or even someone that I just met, um, mm-hmm. we all have things that we go through in life. And sometimes it's hard to differentiate accolades that we build up throughout our life um, from like the human experience. And so mm-hmm. kind of just letting people in on who you are a little bit more, just kind of talk about a thunderstorm and a rainbow that you're either currently going through or you just recently experienced so that, I mean, I feel like when we talk about things that necessarily we probably don't want to talk about, we become a little bit more vulnerable. It allows people to know that they're not alone and that their struggles are like real and valid and other people go through them too. And it doesn't matter what you've been through or what you're going through that you can always um, find a rainbow through it all. So if you could share something that's either going on in your life or you just recently experienced. Well, um, I just am going to put it out there that whatever it is that people are going through, they are absolutely not alone. My life up until I want to say like into my forties probably was a absolute catastrophic train wreck. Okay. You can think of it. It probably happened, right? Everything from, I was a child of teen parents who had some issues, um, some significant issues in the seventies. Um, I've been in domestic violence relationships. I've been sexually assaulted several times. I have children who have struggled with addiction issues and eating disorders. I mean, if I could add it up and you'd be like, oh my gosh, like how my one daughter says, I don't know how you still stand. I just don't even know. And I say that because I came to a place in my life where one of the hardest things I was dealing with, despite this insane amount of trauma and crises I had navigated was actually the very, very, I think of it now as kind of mundane because, um, everyone goes through it, but I didn't know it. 
experience of not really knowing who I was, not mm-hmm. knowing what I wanted in life, feeling so lost, right? Yeah. So I was so ashamed because I was like, I am like 40 years old. I have raised five kids. I have built and run a successful business. My, I have an incredible marriage, right? I'm married to my best friend and soulmate, and we have an incredible marriage. And I feel so incredibly lost. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, you know, what are your goals? Go after your goals, you know, get, go grab that big dream. And I was like, if I knew what it was, y'all, yeah. <laughs> and I felt really ashamed because I felt like I was the only one. Mm. I felt like I was the only person in the world who had ever had that experience because that's the piece that people don't usually talk about. Yeah. Right. And I think that that is so common, especially for women especially for women. We spend so much of our lives taking care of other people under the influence of what it means to be a good friend or a good wife or a good, right. And then we start to forget like at the core who we are. are. Yeah. And it is, there's something about, even when you have gone through a lot of crisis and you've gone through a lot of um, trauma, that place where you feel like you've lost your entire identity mm-hmm. and you don't even know where to start getting it back. That feels like it's never going to get better. Yeah. Like the other things I felt like I could, you know, hire a therapist, I could do this and I, it, eventually I'd figure it out. It would, you know, like it has, something's got to give right? That was the stuff I was like, I can let go and give that to God. Cause like, what can I do about some of this? Right. But this was so profoundly heavy to me because I was like, this is a hundred percent mine. And I don't know how to make heads or tails of it. Yeah. Here's the rainbow. Okay. I'm just going to tell you the rainbow. Um, <laughs> one is that I think that a big part of what helped me was realizing that, um, one, everybody feels that way at mm-hmm. some point in their lives. Okay. And two, that you're not going to do it wrong. So I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. And I was like, I'm obviously going up. I'm, I'm messing the whole thing up. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't really a wrong here. So it's okay. Um, and I think that in this process of really figuring out who am I, what do I want? How can I make this happen in my life? Um, and that I actually matter enough. Like I am Mm -hmm. valuable and worthy and deserving of having things that really, truly are my own. Right. Um, it created adjustments in my relationships, um, that made them a lot more fulfilling. Um, and it created a space in my life. And I, I talk about this a lot in the coaching that I do, which it created a space in my life to really pursue this concept of waking up every single day, feeling purposeful and falling asleep every single night, feeling proud. Wow. And I believe truly and deeply that people who are like wandering in the world who are like, I totally know my goal. That may be true, but figuring out how to wake up every day, feeling purposeful and fall asleep every day, feeling proud is actually the bigger thing. And so when I wasn't sure who I was, okay. When I was not sure who I was, Aaliyah, what I focused on is I want to have peace in my life. How do I wake up every day and feel like I I'm purposeful and how do I fall asleep every night feeling proud of myself? That's it. And eventually I will get there. Right. Right. Eventually I'll get there. (laughs) And so that was, that's, I think the rainbow is just coming to the place where you're like, Hey, 
right? And the secret I think to this is that nobody ever 100% knows because you're always growing and changing. Yeah. Right. I think within the first few minutes of this episode, you've already given somebody something super tangible or something to think about. Um, and I love the fact that this was something that happened in your 40s. And I feel like a lot of times we have this um, growing up at, at, and going to college, not knowing what major to um, mm-hmm. select, not knowing what career path we want. Then we graduate and it's like, OK, what, what do I do now? Or you fall into a career and maybe it's going well, maybe it's not going well. And you're like, this isn't the right track for me. Like, I want right. something more or I want something better. You're not sure. And then in that process of just kind of eliminating or I guess detaching yourself from what you do and detaching yourself from the accolades that you build up or Mm -hmm. the career path that you're on or what your title is or your status Mm -hmm. or whatever. And really at the heart, figuring out who you are and what makes you happy and what you can give back to this world and all the things and just that, 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 um, I guess the whole realm of self-discovery and figuring out who it is that you are, what makes you feel fulfilled. Um, and, and to have that in your forties, I think that that mm-hmm. is just like an eye-opening thing. Cause I know for me, it's like, I don't want to experience that once I get like, once I get to that point, I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm doing work now. And I think mm-hmm. that you just gave some tangible things for us to think about. I know for me, um, these just last couple of years that I've kindly are kind of grown into thinking about more like, okay, what is my purpose and what is it that I want to do? But that, that piece of just how am I going to end the day feeling proud? That's something Mm -hmm. that I know I need to work on because I can wake up and feel like, all right, I'm going to tackle this day. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the day takes its toll. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. man, I just didn't do what I needed to do. And I I beat myself up, you know? And so Mm -hmm. that's just a constant practice that I need to start implementing. And so thank you for sharing that. You are so welcome. Actually, I think that that's a really interesting thing that you mentioned. Okay. And this is part of why I said, you're not doing it wrong. I I have five adult kids. Right. And I remember them being in high school and being like, okay, we can all adults can look at this and be like, okay, that is, that is just crazy. Right. That is, that is a ridiculous expectation. So I remember when my kids would get into high school, they'd be like a sophomore in high school. They're like 15. Right. And they're Mm -hmm. like, I need to know what college I want to go to, what I want my career to be for the rest of my life. What do I want to study? Like, right. They thought that they had to have this whole thing figured out. Yeah. Okay. And we, as adults look at that and we're like, oh, sweetie, like <laughs> Just this wait. is not, you're not going to figure out your life at 15. Right. Right. For some interesting reason, we think that at 25, we are, or at 35, we are, or at 45, we are. And then we're really hard on ourselves or we prevent ourselves from growing. We prevent ourselves from making adjustments, right? Because we're like, well, this is who I thought I was and what I thought I was supposed to be doing, right? This might actually be a pathway to something else. This might be a, like they say that some friends are for a lesson or a reason or a season, like that whole thing. This actually just might be a season. This might not be your whole life. And so coming to this place where you understand that not only um, if you don't have a dream, can you find your dream, but also that you do not have to like completely like tie yourself so tightly to that dream that you can't make an adjustment. Yeah. Right. That doesn't make you, okay. Just letting everybody know out there that doesn't make you flaky. Right. Okay. That doesn't make you like people think that like, oh, you change your mind too much. You're flaky. You're multi-passionate. That, that <laughs> right. 
I love that term. I'm going to use that forever. Multi-passionate. You are multi-passionate because you're a multifaceted person Yeah. because you have so many gifts to give to the world. That's what's really going on there. And there is nothing wrong with that. I love that because uh, that just makes me think about my college experience. And so um, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to like major in. Um, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. I thought I wanted to, I, I wanted to like learn about psychology. I wanted to learn about sociology. I wanted to learn mm-hmm. about music. Yeah. I wanted to learn mm-hmm. about obviously education, mm-hmm. like all the things. And I ended up going the quote unquote safe route. I majored in mm-hmm. math. I, I guess maybe not safe in terms, it's just kind of daring, I should say, because not everyone does that but something that was in my wheelhouse something that I felt comfortable in and so that's why it was safe for me and so that was the route that I took I'm like oh well I'll have so many opportunities with this um and and it may not have been something that I was passionate about it was just something that I happened to be good at um and so I, I love the, it just, it just made me think of like, okay, that is why I had such a hard time choosing. And I think it's actually insane that they, that people want us to choose at 18 years old, what we think we want to do for the rest of our lives and pick take right. a career path that way. Um, and then yeah. having that it's cause it's scary. Once you get older, you follow this career path for so long or this track and you're trying to pivot or shift or change or whatever. Um, because you realize there's a deeper pull in a different area or something else is calling you to it, or you've been, mm-hmm. you've experienced something now that is making you say, Hey, I need to like go this route. Um, it's scary to do. And so mm-hmm. I think that we, as long as we continue talking about it and normalizing that shift um, and making it easier for people to feel that it's okay because it totally is. So, right. Yeah. Well, I think not only is it okay, but it's essential. Yeah. Okay. It's how we give our best in the season of our lives that we're in. Yeah. Right. So it's essential and the world needs it. Like the world needs you to show up in the moment that you're in as the best that you have in that moment. Right. So the world doesn't need you to be like stuck to married to that idea you had about what your career would be 10 years ago. Right. When you're in a different place or on a different path or you need new things or you right? Yeah. The world needs what you have right now. And that's on continued (laughs) self-growth. That is correct. That is correct. Tell me where did the name upcycled adulting come from? So that is your Instagram handle. That is, uh, I'm assuming that's the name of your company and that's what you do. Um, So tell me, how did that name come about? Okay. So upcycled adulting started as a business and a blog. um, And it is the, like the big company um, upcycled adulting LLC is my company. So all of my social media handles are upcycled adulting. Okay. Um, my, then I have a coaching unit under upcycled adulting called your amazing world and an app unit that is under upcycled adulting that is called your amazing essentials. So we have an app and a coaching department upcycled adulting. The concept of it came from the idea of taking what you have right now and being creative with it and being open-minded about what it could become, right? Um, We already have so many gifts. We already have some, we already have so many gifts and we already have so many things that we're trying to carry so many difficult, challenging things too. Right. And so taking that and making the best of what you already have is what it is. I have, as you, as I've discussed before, I have five adult kids and I watched them becoming adults. And I remember saying to my daughter, I just want you to know that I am like 42 and adulting as hard. Okay. <laughs> and she, 
And she said, oh my gosh, that makes me feel so much better, right? Because it's good to, again, that feeling of not being alone is really meaningful. Taking what, being aware of what you have in your life and using it to the best that you can is the important thing. I think people try to create something else in their lives that is, that doesn't belong there, right? Um, a lot of what we do when we, when we get into coaching and even when we get into the app is we talk about how do you accomplish your goals? How do you live as authentically as possible? How do you create your dream inside your real life? Okay. So if you, me, for example, plan to work out every single day, right? I tend to work out a lot. Um, if you plan to work out every single day, but you have a sick toddler in your house, right? Mm -hmm. Why are you beating yourself up that you missed your workout today? You have a sick child. You're, you still need to show up and take care of your kid. Right. Yeah. Um, so creating that understanding of I'm doing the best that I can with what I have going on in my life. And how can I, how can I upcycle this? How can I improve upon it? Right. Yeah. Instead of putting these things in contrast against each other. I love that. And that just speaks to uh, being kinder to yourself and, and focusing on how you're speaking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the fact that it's like upcycle. Cause when you think about upcycling clothes, you have the clothes mm-hmm. already. It's how do you shift that into either right. something better or something that will um, go with the transition that you're, that you're looking mm-hmm. for. I love when people like upcycle jackets or sweaters, yes. and make them yes. um, useful for different purposes. And so that is so yes. awesome. And I love how you tie that to adulting because that is, that's what life is, right? Yes. And I like to, I, I, the part of the concept of this was also the idea of you are already equipped. Yeah. You already have the thing you need. Okay. Your thing might not look like everybody else's thing, but that doesn't mean you don't have it and that you can't use it in a way that is useful or beautiful or enriching instead of trying to be like, all my stuff is junk. Right. Let's just trash it. Right. Let's just trash it and pretend that I have other stuff growing up in my life, my stuff as an adult, I was like, I have a giant pile of garbage, (laughs) right? How can I make the best of that? Right. I had some really maladaptive coping skills and communication skills, as you can imagine, how do I take what I know here, right? Have gratitude for the fact that it served me well in that point in my life and make the adjustment to it that I need to make rather than throwing it all away. Right. Some of my, for example, some of my coping skills or my communication skills related to things like having to be hypervigilant, for example, okay? When you grow up in this environment, you have to be really hypervigilant. I found that instead of like throwing that away, so a lot of people are like, oh, that's bad. That's a, that's a maladaptive coping skill. But what if you look at that and you think to yourself, this makes me just incredibly equipped to be really, really empathetic. Mm-hmm. to be really kind, right? I don't need to be hypervigilant to the point where it's creating anxiety for me or where it's interfering with my life, but there is a nugget in there, yeah. right? That does help me be really prepared. So how do I take this thing and be like, it's not all garbage. I'm going to upcycle that into empathy and compassion and kindness. And right. So and I'm going to get rid of the stuff that's there that I don't like, right? If you've yeah. got that cute jean jacket and it's from the 80s and you want to pop all the rhinestones off because that's just not <laughs> cool anymore, right? It's kind of like that. 
I love that. And that just made me think of the quote when um, I think I heard this in church. I could have heard this on a, a leadership mm-hmm. seminar somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but taking your pain and like changing your pain to purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is, that's something that I like to do too, whenever I'm going through a, um, a rough time or just like a depressing mm-hmm. episode or something, mm-hmm. usually it's how can I turn what I'm feeling and how disgusting it is or how garbage, how, how mm-hmm. bad the odor is. Right. And yes. turn it into something purposeful, something that I can give back to someone else, um, yes. to help them feel like they're not alone. Cause that is like, my main thing is like, you know what, you are not going through this life alone. Everyone is either mm-hmm. going through something, going through the exact same thing. It may not be to the same degree. It could be, you never know, you never know. Um, and so just being able to take what you have, the cards you've been dealt and turning mm-hmm. that into something absolutely amazing and it just reminds mm-hmm. me of how god like uses people that you wouldn't think that he, he would use like oh you would yes. think he'd only use perfect people but no yes. he used imperfect people so yeah. a little side tangent there but um, no no i mean my um we talk about this a lot when we get into programming coaching and we say things to people like it all matters yeah. it does all matter it's all part of your story it's all part of who you're becoming it all matters right um the concept of like the toxic positivity concept of in the moment, you have to love it and you have to pretend that you're so happy. You're not, okay? Some feelings suck. Some yeah. situations suck. They just do, okay? Um, and it's very important to be able to sit in that moment, right? Yeah. And to be able to recognize that it all matters, that you will come out the other side. You will. That it is not permanent because here's the thing. I always say there are two things that you can be a hundred percent certain of in life. Okay. And they are death and change. Mm. One day you will die and everything changes. Okay. If it sucks right now, it's going to be great down the road at some point. It's not going to be this way forever. Okay. If it's great right now, guess what? It's also not going to be that way forever. Right. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you don't want it to be. Yeah. It, it would be so boring. You would have no potential for growth. You would have no potential to learn. You would have, right. If you've ever been in a class where you're like, everything about this class is so easy. Oh my gosh, this is so simple. It's a cakewalk. The issue is that when you come to the place of, did you learn anything there? Yeah. Did you, could you grow there? Right. And I very firmly believe that it is the challenging parts that make us grow. It is the fabulous parts that make us grow. Yeah. And it is the mundane, boring stuff that makes us grow. Yeah. And we tend to forget that all of those things give us the opportunity to grow. Yeah. I, it just made me think of like, cause you were talking about class. If I, it was a hard math problem or something, or you think about anything challenging in your life, once you get to the other side, how much better do you feel than as if it was a smooth ride, you know? Right. Think about exactly. like road trips that you have, like where it's raining, pouring, you had mm-hmm. a whole bunch of detours and everything. It makes mm-hmm. for good memories in the car with mm-hmm. all the people that you're with. Mm-hmm. As is, if it was just like a, a, a normal drive, normal yeah. road trip, it's not as fun, right? So well, it's such a huge accomplishment. Like it feels yeah. like you really have accomplished something there. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So it's yeah. a beautiful thing. I love it. 
And you spoke, you said that the word that was on my mind as you were speaking earlier was gratitude and just being able to practice that. Um, I know I'm not even like getting to the questions that I had. This is just such a great conversation. Um, speak to, can you speak to how important gratitude is and practicing gratitude? That's something that I don't do. I do it every single day, I guess, internally, but mm-hmm. practicing it in terms of expressing it, or at least being cognizant of things that I may not normally think about every single day. That's something I'm starting to implement now in my mornings of just writing at least three things and I try to do something that I'm really excited about and I try to do something that um kind of in like frustrated me a little bit and try to mm-hmm. find the gratitude in that but can you speak to how important gratitude is all right so I'm gonna do that and I'm also gonna add something to your daily list of things to do okay you like that so okay. I'm down for it and down for it um here's the deal a lot of people are very unaware so I am I want you to know I'm a science nerd. I want you to know that I am obsessed with how the human brain works. I have been checking out books from the library on the human brain since I was about seven years old. Okay. Oh, wow. I have always been obsessed with it. I just have always thought it was the coolest thing. And so through the years, this concept of neuroplasticity has come up. Now, why am I saying this? Because everybody on the planet is talking about gratitude, but what they're not telling you is that it physically rewires your brain. What they're not telling you is that when somebody practices gratitude or affirmations, that when they put them in an MRI, their brain actually looks different. Okay. It changes. Yes. It changes the way that your brain functions. This is of incredible importance because a lot of people think that like gratitude is some trendy foo-foo thing. It is not. What happens is you literally... Your brain is always learning as it experiences different things. And I'm sure everybody has had that moment where they've dropped something in the kitchen. And the first thing that comes into their mind is you're such a klutz, like, oh, right. You're such a klutz. Something else, but yes. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. That too. <laughs> but it's automatic and you, you're not even putting it there, right. You're not even doing anything about it. Um, What ends up happening is when you practice gratitude, your brain starts automatically looking for things to be grateful for, okay? That's what actually physically, I'm not talking about like on some, you train your brain. It's like working out those muscles, like an exercise routine. Mm -hmm. You are training your brain to always be looking for things to be grateful for. The same thing happens when you practice affirmations. If you believe them, by the way, you cannot write down things that you're grateful for because you're trying to adjust your head about something. Like, I'm so grateful that this horrible thing happened to me today because I can learn from it. Your brain knows that that's nonsense. Okay. If you say, I love my body the way it is right now, your brain knows if that's, if that's even remotely true. Okay. And if that is garbage nonsense, your brain will be like, nope, calling you, you are a liar. (laughs) Right. So you have to get there a little bit more slowly. Like you have to take a step in and say things like I can take care of my body. Right. I'm grateful that I can go for a walk today. I don't, you have to actually take those little steps in. One of the things that I say to people all the time, and this is by the way, the secret. So I'm going right back to it. The secret to falling asleep every night, feeling proud is this one practice in your bedtime routine. So I don't care when you practice gratitude, you can do it at night, you can do it in the morning, you can do it throughout your day. It is a great thing to have, by the way, a a book or I tell people to get started, stick post-it notes on your mirror and put a pen in your toothbrush holder. Okay. And just write them when you're done brushing your teeth. Cause sometimes it's just hard to remember. Yeah. 
And for the busy mamas out there, they can never keep track of their gratitude journal. Okay. (laughs) You just can't. Let's be real. All right. So same thing I say is to do the same exact thing with accomplishments. One of the things that we rarely do is acknowledge the progress we're making. Yeah. Okay. For all the reasons I said earlier about how in this season of your life, this is where you need to show up. Okay. Here's the deal. You are never going to finish or cross a finish line. This isn't like a marathon. There is not going to be a finish line. You're not going to accomplish. I know you have a huge goal for next year. I have been watching your Instagram. I know exactly (laughs) what that goal is. Okay. And I'm going to tell you that when you approach that goal, okay, you're not going to like arms up, cross the finish line and collapse. When you start getting close to that goal, you're going to set a new one. Yep. Right. Well, as you are getting closer and closer to that goal, you're going to think about ways that you can get to that goal. How do I, how do I create this path? What about my podcast? Can I use this to connect with more people? Right. You're thinking about that all the time. What happens is we lose sight of all the amazing things that we're doing every day. Okay. And because of that, we don't have gratitude inward. Hmm. Writing your accomplishments every single day one helps to fuel your affirmations because then you're like, wow, I really am good at that. Right. I can totally see that. I can totally believe that affirmation, but two, it actually helps wire your brain to look for the good stuff in you. And here's the big kicker. It wires your brain to look for opportunities to accomplish. You stop procrastinating. You stop being perfect because you go throughout your day and your brain's like, Ooh, I could do that. And then I could write that in my accomplishment journal later. How awesome would that be? Right. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, you are not competing yourself with yourself from day to day. You are doing the best you can each and every day and having the awareness that today getting out of bed was the best you can do and being proud of yourself for it matters. It gives you the opportunity to give yourself praise. It gives you the opportunity to get curious about what you need and what on days that you accomplish so much, what happened there, right? How can I make that happen again? And to create that sense of pride for just showing up the best you can every day, to be grateful to yourself for that and to stop the mean negative self-talk, to stop the putting your head on the pillow at night and perseverating. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know I'm not the only one who has put my head on the pillow and been like, I cannot believe, you know what I should have said? And by the way, right. Is my sister mad at me right now? (laughs) Like, has she been mad at me for the last four weeks? And should I call her? Did I do something right? Was that thing I said, dumb? (laughs) Right. All the thoughts. Yes. Right. All the thoughts. And so then you put your head on the pillow and what you're thinking about is the thing that you actually told your brain to think about. Wow. Look at me go. Look what I did today. Mm. It's a very, I'm just telling you, this is absolutely life altering because the other piece of this is while you're sleeping, your brain is now thinking about all the other things that you can be doing and like how these awesome things you can do. And when you wake up in the morning, it's not just that you feel like I know what my to-do list is. You actually wake up feeling like I know what I need to do today. And I know I can. I know I can even that thing that is crazy hard that I'm scared to death of. I know I can. And on the days that you wake up and you're going through a really rough season in your life, you have a 
set of evidence that you have been through hard stuff before, that you are incredibly capable. You walk into a thing that you're like, I don't know how to do that. And I don't know how I'm going to do that. And you get that notebook or that stack of post-its back out and you start reading it and you're like, wow, like, look at me. Like, I totally can do that thing. That is nothing. Like I have done all of this right? Yeah. You've created evidence, just like in gratitude, you're creating evidence that the world out there is good. Yeah. That there are things to be grateful for, that you really are blessed. This creates evidence that the world in here is resilient, strong, capable, good, and that you absolutely can do what you want to do. Wow. That's what I got. Oh my gosh. I love that so much that, um, there's a book and I can't remember exactly which one. I, I think it's either, um, the slight edge or it's energy buzz. I, I don't remember. Um, one mm-hmm. that I read earlier this year talks about, um, a golf story and telling yourself, um, that's what they call it. Essentially just at, at the end of the day, making sure that you're ending the note on something good or like a win of the day or something mm-hmm. that you really liked about that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that kind of goes along with it too. I've, I've been starting mm-hmm. to get into the brain and how that works too. I haven't really dove all off the deep end yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. one of the books that I just fin- recently finished was get out of your head. And it comes from a Christian perspective and she talks about the brain and how neurons, the microtubules, whatever, and, and mm-hmm. it takes only only about 10 minutes just to change and alter from where you are to where you want to go just right. by one thought. It could change your, your life in just 10 minutes. Nice. Um, and so I think that is so fascinating. And that definitely does. That's something I haven't done is just looking at my accomplishments at the end of the day in terms of, it doesn't even have to be like uh, uh, something that like, oh, I checked this box. I did this, this, mm-hmm. this, but just mm-hmm. something that made me feel proud, you know, of right. that day. Yes. And I tell people it's very similar to gratitude. You're going to be looking for like in the neighborhood of five or more things. And by the way, those things don't all, all have to be related to your goal. None yeah. of them have to be. It could be that there, we all have priorities in our lives, things that are important to us. Right. It could be, I got all my bills paid today. Like I wrote out the bills to send them. Right. I made myself a healthy lunch. I did my workout. I called my mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that matters to me. And those are things that we can be proud of. So even when we don't get our whole to-do list, everybody knows how good it feels to cross off that yeah. list. Okay. But when we don't get it all done, being mindful of the fact that we have still done things, yeah. we've still done things that contribute to the lives of our future selves. When people are like, visualize yourself five years from now. And they're usually talking about your goal. Yeah. Right. But what about the other things that go with that? Do you imagine that you have a really close relationship with your mom? I mean, I know that that's not part of your business goal, but is that part of what you want in your life? Right. So when we start thinking about what we have accomplished or where we're at in our progress, we tend to dismiss the things that are absolutely imperative to not just like accomplishing that goal and crossing it off a list somewhere but that are imperative to building the life yeah. that we long for. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Blowing my mind a little bit. <laughs> it also made me think of in September, I decided to, I, I don't normally floss. And so in September, that was one of my goals is to floss more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now um, I think the other day, cause now I've got, it's built into a habit now. The other day mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, at least I floss today. You know, I don't even right. matter about anything else. <laughs> Exactly. But a lot of times, and that is exactly what I'm talking about. That is exactly the kind of thing that is so 
like it seems so small, but it matters so much because this is the thing when you are trying to create a new habit or you're trying to do a new thing and it's hard and it can be scary. Right. And your brain does not want change. I just want you to know that it does not, but your brain does very much want reward. Okay. It does. So anytime that we have the opportunity to feed our brain reward, it's going to be way more cool with what we're doing. And when you can come to a place where you can be like, Hey, I flossed and you can acknowledge it. Most, a lot of times where people get really stuck here is they can't stop for the second and go, I flossed, right? Instead, (laughs) they're like, I didn't do that. And what's wrong with me? And how come I don't have the willpower and everybody else can, this is not, I just want to let everybody know out there. We've all tried it. It does not work. It is not productive. It will never, ever work. Never. Okay. So we think that we're going to white knuckle willpower or self-discipline ourselves into the thing that we want to do. That's never going to work. Like the all or nothing mindset. Yes. And, and this thing that we really literally, most of us, by the time we reach adulthood, we have wired our brains to, um, to a lot of negativity to like, when we miss it, instead of saying, at least I've lost saying what's wrong with you, or you're never going to be able to do this. And I think that this shows up a lot in um, business schools in like in things that are very tangible, business goals, work goals, health goals, okay, where people get really into this place where they're like, I weighed myself and I plateaued. So obviously I messed up. I missed my workout because I had a sick two-year-old. Obviously I messed. That's not actually how it works, y'all. Not how it works (laughs) at all. Not at all. Not even about it. Nothing. And that's the thing. None of it's about that, right? you know that you're not going to have gum disease because you didn't floss today. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. Right. Cause you missed it one day. And in the same way, this is not, this is about consistency. I think the slight edge is great for this. Um, tiny habits is great for when you think about that, it's more about the small things you do. Yeah. Right. Consistently than it is about this big thing that you can only get into your life for a week. Yeah, right now I'm doing a nutrition and mindset challenge in my accountability group. And mm-hmm. the the reason behind that was that I noticed that I was losing focus on my nutrition. But instead of just saying like, all right, well, I'm getting back on this plan. I'm doing the portion control all at once. It's really just making sure that we're just taking into consideration and being cognizant, becoming more aware of how we're mm-hmm. feeding our bodies. And right. so one one of the days of the week that I had was just show you off your show off your veggies. And this is now right. making you pay attention, like, okay, I have to get my veggies in today. Have I been getting in my veggies uh, previously? And if I hadn't, this is the day where I'm going to make sure that's a priority for me. And so that is taking uh, ownership of where my health is in terms of nutrition. But then it's also Mm -hmm. like, okay, if I want to get better and I want to make sure that I'm feeding myself so that I'm fueling myself um, of powerful nutrient dense foods, I'm going to put the veggies first in this aspect. And then as you continue to build that, then it's like, oh, I don't have to think about it anymore. Veggies are just a natural part of my diet, my, what I eat every single day. And it's just like, okay, you just have to first become aware and take the small step. If I don't get my veggies in every other day of the week, at least I got it in that one day, right? Right. It's taking a small step forward. No, I love it. I actually, veggies are, uh, veggies are a convert, an obsessive conversation at y'all. I, so I am, I actually have an autoimmune condition that I manage through lifestyle. One of the ways in which I manage this is I follow pretty closely to a walls protocol approach, which means I eat about seven to nine servings of veggies 
primarily a day. I try to get four. (laughs) That's Yes, I know. And so when people talk to me about, and it has literally changed my life. Okay. In so many ways, we could do a whole nother podcast episode about this and why (laughs) this is such a big deal. But when people talk to me about health goals, the one thing I always say is just eat one more veggie a day. Just add another vegetable. It changes the way that your body functions. It changes the way, like what your cravings are. It gives your body these nutrients, right? And then I add on these vegetable things. So my, my, um, my marketing manager actually created like a standing rule in her house. She has four kids. They're all home. And that you have to basically, the rule is you can eat anything you want, but you eat a vegetable first. Yeah. Okay. So there's no bad food. She's not doing a bad food thing, but she was like, so weirdest thing. If my kids eat some broccoli, a lot of times they don't even want the potato chips after they've eaten yeah. broccoli. Right. So she's like, I'm not teaching my kids to have a bad relationship with food. I'm just teaching them to nourish their body first, right? Yeah. All the foods allowed. And it has drastically changed the way that they think about, about their bodies, about caring for and nourishing their bodies, about what they put into the, right? But without the, like, you can't have those Oreos. You, you're, you oh, messed I just it up. Oreos too. <laughs> I'm just, it's the funniest thing because people get really hung up on these things and that doesn't help. Listen, that doesn't help. I can't even say it. It does not help. And if it's not working, why are we still doing it? Right. Okay. And it's not even about that, but I do love it. We actually have like, um, in the app. So because I used, um, I used a functional medicine and lifestyle approach to, um, addressing my autoimmune condition. So the, the most unusual thing in the app is a health tracker that actually you track what you're eating and drinking and like your exercise and your sleep. And you also track your symptoms. Like, how are you feeling? Do you have headaches? Do you have energy? Do you have, right. Do you feel good? Right. Yeah. So you do a body ache. So you track those kinds of things. Now, don't get me wrong. There are spaces in there that I'm sure that people write their weight in or write their food measurements in. right. I it's not in there, but there are, I'm sure people do it. But one of the biggest things is trying to create this awareness of it's about how you feel in your body. Yep. Okay. So I, as I have already told you, I have a slight, maybe obsession with your Instagram. (laughs) Okay. And one of the things that you said that really resonated with me, because I think as women, many of us have been through this is the body battle to be a certain size. Yeah. Okay. Or a certain weight on the scale. And I say to people all the time, and I think that this is important, not just for health, but also for business and also for relationships and also for, right. That we recognize that we are unique. Okay. And that we honor that about ourselves. So we're not, I am never, I'm going to tell you this. It does not matter how much weight I lose or how much weight, what I, I'm always going to have a curvy body. Okay. (laughs) I'm never going to have like an athletic build. Yeah. Build. It's not my build and it's not going to be that way. Right. Um, I have five kids They have different body types and that's how it's going to be because that's their natural body type. We spend a lot of time trying to look like whatever the beauty trend is currently. And I have to tell y'all, by the way, spoiler alert, you're going to spend all that time trying to force yourself to look like that beauty trend. Then it's it's going to change next year. Okay. (laughs) Then it's going to change next year. So honoring your own body, honoring your own natural rhythm. Like as in, I am more of a night owl. I have a much bigger bedtime routine because of that. Um, I'm not, um, listen, I am not a morning person. Meditating in the morning is never going to work for me. And that doesn't mean something's wrong with me. 
just so we're clear. Yeah. It's about knowing and honoring your own rhythms in your own natural ways. And that is really incredibly powerful as a thing. So, and I think that matters because we tend to do this also side note a lot. The other places really shows up a lot is relationships, like where we are like, I expect my relationship. I always say that my mother-in-law love her. Okay. It's annoying how much she loves me. Like I joke about that, but she, she doesn't have any daughters. Mm, okay. Yeah. She watches a lot of Hallmark movies. Okay. <laughs> her perception of what a mother daughter relationship is. I just want everybody out there to know. I don't think any mother daughter in the world have. Okay. And so, because, and I don't, by the way, I also don't think they want it but she thinks that that's how it should be. And so that expectation, right. Or that idea, like it should fit this mold. All right. But that is not like, that's not my nature. That's not her. And we aren't two people who fit in a mold. We're two unique people. Right. So that is so important to have that knowing and respecting like who you are. Yeah, I was going to say that is definitely 100% self-awareness and that comes with trial and error, right? And mm-hmm. so like you talking about you're a night owl, not a morning person. I've tried that. I'm like, you know, everyone is like to be successful. They're grinding. They're waking up at 4.30 in the morning. They're yeah. going to bed at midnight, whatever. And it's like, okay, if I try that, I'm going to be so tired. I can't function. Mm-hmm. Um, I can try to get up earlier in the morning and that could be something that I do, but you won't know if that is your wheelhouse and what gives you the most energy that makes you feel the most productive that makes you feel fulfilled unless Mm -hmm. you try it and then you Mm -hmm. see the results from that so for me I was like I'm gonna do morning workouts and whenever I try to do them like super early it's like no I'm not getting anything done um if I I love my late night workouts too just because it's just me in my own space nobody's bothering me um and so I kind of battle between the two and it's not like oh, dang, I didn't get my workout in this morning. It's like, no, I have the nighttime because I know I can feel refreshed after that as well. But if I try to like do work as soon as I wake up, it's the slowest pace I've ever done. It is not productive. I know that Mm -hmm. I need to either have eaten or I would have Mm -hmm. at least worked out or something. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to switch between the two, Mm -hmm. um, I have to do something in the morning that is for me. And that gives me energy before I can go into work. I'm I'm not like a robot. Um, So that that comes with self-awareness because I've tried it before. I've recognized like, Mm -hmm. this is not uh, mm-hmm. serving me or the people yeah. that I, I want to serve as well. So, um, just trial and error in doing that and learning to be okay with self-discovery and kind of like being okay with failure in a way, it's not really failing. You're really just testing the waters. Um, but I think yes. oftentimes we, we view it as failure because it's not stacking up to the status quo of what other people are doing. And it's scary to be different. Right. Um, right. and so I, that's actually going to be the next like episode that I do is talking about, being different. And so I think that that is just, ugh, I, I don't know. I just, I love talking. I, no, I love this because <laughs> I also, as a side note, that's really interesting. I think that at least half of the people on the planet are night owls and we've all just been silenced. We're not allowed to say it because everybody's like, well, that just means you're lazy and you won't get up in the morning. And if you went to bed earlier, it doesn't work that way. Listen, I can get eight hours of sleep, right? make my schedule, do this, get eight hours of sleep, wake up at 5.00 AM. And my brain is still not checked in until 10. Does not matter. Listen, does not matter. At the same time, I work out in the morning. I used to not because I, I obviously I'm not a person who's like, yeah, I want to get out of bed really, <laughs> right. but I don't get up That's super sense. early, yeah. but it is the thing that goes into my morning routine. Okay. So like, yeah. I don't do a big morning routine. I work out 
I do my like brush my face, wash, you know, brush my face, brush my teeth, <laughs> wash my face. Right. I, I tend to be more of an intermittent faster. So I eat a little bit later in the day. That's a whole nother story about yeah. why and how, and it's about my body y'all. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what everybody else should do, but at any rate, it's small and I work out. And then basically I set up what, what I need to do. I go through my schedule and I start my day. I do not do journaling in the morning. I don't do gratitude in the morning. I don't read in the morning. Okay. Cause my brain isn't there, but nope. here's what I do in the morning. I get up, I put on my workout clothes and I, I have a gym in my house and I go do my workout, right? I'll do a beach body workout. I'll lift because I have a trainer who also comes. Okay. Do what I'm going to do now. Listen, I do that. And then about, I want to say about 20 minutes into my workout, my brain actually kicks on enough that it goes, we're working out. How did we get here. What are we doing? Yeah. I don't think I want to do this. I don't like this. I don't know. And then I'm like, we've been doing it for 20 minutes. You will survive. Yep. But I kind of do it before my brain can say, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Or shouldn't we do this instead? I just woke up. So if my workout clothes are sitting there, I kind of automatically put them on. I go do my workout and I don't even have a conscious awareness that I'm doing it until I'm like halfway through it. Okay. Now that makes it easier for me because if I wait until my brain's awake and then I'm like, I'm going to go do a workout, my brain can think of 15 reasons yep. not to, yep. you need to exactly. do laundry. Don't you need to make a grocery list? You've got a lot of work to do today. Mm-hmm. One of my That's friends, uh, Mary, and she was in the same podcasting course that I went through to make this podcast. Her, mm -hmm. I think it's, I believe it's called Dare to Decide. Um, and she talks about going brain dead in the morning. And that's how you like get your morning routine. Instead of like mm -hmm. thinking about the snooze button, don't hit the snooze button, just go brain dead and, and get going. And so right. it just reminded me of that. Just like turn your brain off, just do it. And then your brain will click on and be like, oh. Okay. Well, well, I guess we're already here. <laughs> yes. And here's an interesting thing. There's, there's a couple places in, in the day where people tend to actually have this like little bit of a, of a brain, um, like of a brain mellow mm -hmm. where you can actually, again, take advantage of that and create some automations there. Right. Um, one of the things that a lot of times will hit for people is if they get really intentional. So if you get really intentional about for example, if you take a bath, then you want to go to bed, like that kind of thing. So if you get really intentional about meal times, especially like when you get intentional about things like dinner or coming home from work, it's really, your brain will go on autopilot during those times, almost like it does when you're driving. And yes, I know that's dangerous. Y'all got it, but it does happen. Right. Yeah. So I have a, I have like a, like a brain thing when I, when I eat. So a lot of people have that when they eat and that's actually problematic. You know, it's pro like people consider it problematic because they auto eat. Yeah. Okay. So I tend to pre-plan. I eat the same thing for breakfast and lunch and like, usually I'll get sick of it and then I'll swap it, but I do that every day. Yeah. And then I have a, I actually have a full month of meals. Like this is what I'm making. And I repeat that month. So the grocery list is done. Everything's done. I just make that thing. Now at the end of the meal, like when I've eaten, I have the same exact thing that happens without having to even think about it. And it's because like that eating is okay. Eating is a trigger to like, kind of like a brain checkout. It's like your brain is like yeah. lulled with like, I just got food and, ah, uh, you know, after the Thanksgiving dinner where you sit on the couch and you zone out, yep, take right, <laughs> your brain does that when you eat because it knows that you're going to survive and you've been fed. So that's another great place that you can actually create a stack similar to a morning routine. Hmm. 
people don't generally talk about it. Good stacks for that place is clean up your kitchen, tidy up your house, right? Make your lunch for tomorrow. Those are great stacks because wow. you're already kind of in the room. You're already, this is a really good place to put that kind of a stack. So people don't, they only think about the morning routine as the place that your brain is checked out like this, but it actually happens a few times throughout the day. And if you kind of are mindful about what your own rhythm is, you can really utilize and maximize those spaces and make it so much easier. Then you don't have to think about later, like, oh man, I've got a sink full of dishes, right? I know. You just automatically did them. Wow. Right. So. Wow. You're like, I didn't even know that. I, I didn't. I was just like, wow. Cause I, I do. I like, I think about the morning routine, like, okay, I'm going to set up my day, but then I don't think about if there are other moments throughout my day where I can be intentional. Um, and so that was just like mind blowing to me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer because, but this has just been so awesome. Um, I want to talk about, I guess, so I know we've talked about mindset, self-discovery and that self-love process. Um, and I mentioned before, like for me, it took me a really long time to get to this place. I will attribute it to coaching and, and what it's like brought into my life just because I was at a very low, low, I was very depressed, didn't enjoy the job I was in, felt stuck and just all these things. And so it wasn't until I set out on like a self-love journey for myself and that began with health and fitness. And then it turned into coaching that I kind of got introduced to um, personal development and, and just being able to figure out who I am. And that was my story. But what about like someone else? I, I want to see if like, if you, or I guess I'm asking like, if you have advice for someone who is maybe at that rock bottom, um, who kind of feels stuck and, and they don't know how they're going to go and live purposefully or intentionally live out their dreams, or they don't even know what those dreams are, right? Where do they begin mm -hmm. and how can they flip that switch? Well, I like to, um, one is gradually in giving yourself a lot of grace. Okay. Yeah. We're very hard on ourselves. Um, I would tell you now, this may sound really silly, but for most people, you need to actually, it's, you need to stop reading the self-help books, please. Okay. <laughs> you probably do because it's probably too much and it's probably overwhelming and it's probably leading to a feeling of failure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then create one small thing, one. Okay. Um, and do that thing every day just that one little thing. And when I say one little thing, I mean something like gratitude. I'm talking about something that takes a minute or less. I am not talking about meditating. So we're <laughs> clear. Um, and, and start that accomplishment journal. That is so profoundly moving. When you start feeling like you're making progress in yeah. any area, okay? If you decide I'm gonna make my bed every day, I'm gonna floss my teeth, right? Once you start making progress, it creates momentum, right? It's right. like that the thing that's in motion will stay in motion, right? Yep. So it creates momentum. And when you are aware of your progress, that's what matters. Um, and when you do miss it, cause you will, okay. Know that you will, um, taking that opportunity to train yourself, to be curious what happened here. Cause this isn't, I did. Okay. We are always doing our best. We are doing our best. So if something has gone awry, what is it? And how can I set myself up for success better? Right. Yeah. Oh my word, we have got to start loving ourselves like we love other people. I know. <laughs> like, and I have a, I actually created the self-check where I say, would I say that to my daughter? If you don't have a daughter, would you say that to your best friend? Would you say that to your sister? Would you, right? 
Or would you say, oh my gosh, I get it. You didn't floss your teeth today, but you did all these other things, right? And you didn't feel great this morning. And the last thing you wanted to do is like mess around with flossing your teeth, right? Being kind to yourself is so very important. It is not indulgent. Does right. not make you a narcissist. Just telling you, you cannot become a narcissist or an egomaniac because you're nice to yourself. People <laughs> think that they're like, I'm going to get so big headed. That is actually not going to happen. Yeah. Just so you know, don't worry. Don't worry. It won't happen. <laughs> that is so awesome. And I guess also when we were talking about changing that mindset, giving us ourselves a little bit more grace, we often talk about the positivity that we need to be adding into our lives, which is very much needed. Mm-hmm. But what about the negative? I, I know that you just said like, it's okay, you're going to mess up. But what is it that we kind of need to eliminate from our minds to make room for all the positive that we want to kind of implement? Well, I mean, I don't know that people are going to love this, but um... So I have to start doing more. I was told by my marketing team that I have to be more present, especially on Instagram. And so I responded to my marketing team by saying that I have to eliminate all media that makes that like pokes fun at or makes influencers and Instagram people look vain. Okay. You see this portrayed in movies and TV shows a lot that they're really vain or that they are really about, okay, that has obviously impacted my It creates like a block for me. Like it makes it hard for me to engage in this because I feel like other people are going to think I'm vain or I'm going to, right. It just feels awkward to me because I'm not that person. And I never want to show up in a way that is like inauthentic because I've I've worked way too hard to figure out who I am and what I want. Right. So I think that I see this a lot in my own life. And so I, I always say the same thing, which is we really need to be conscientious about what we're taking in. So um, I understand like a lot of this negative stuff, we are learning. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're learning and we're being conditioned every single day. So as much as I say, rewire your brain to look for the positive, if you are consistently consuming things that are working against that wiring, because they're enforcing the negative, that is problematic. Now, again, we are all unique. Is it what you're watching on TV? Is it your friend group and the judgmental gossipy stuff? Is it right? Sometimes it's our family members. I have family members who are really gossipy and they're really like judgy and hard on other people, which by the way, side note, if you have a fear of other people's opinions, you probably have people in your life like this. And you may also struggle that you do this too. Okay. Because I remember being like, people would say, oh no, other people aren't even thinking that much about you. And I'd be like, want to bet? Okay. All the people in my life are thinking that much about other people and Mm -hmm. are talking about them and are right now. It should not change what the other people are doing. That is coming from a place of insecurity, by the way, being on the inside of this, that really is coming from their own insecurity, their own issues. But my thing is be really careful about how you're exposed to that. If you show me a person who is, who has profound debilitating fear of OPO, I will show you that that person also struggles with either being judgmental themselves or being in a, in a group of people that, that are harshly judgmental, right? They're consuming that. That's where they're getting that idea. So wow. in addition, maybe, okay. Love it. So love it, but maybe get off the Instagram. Um, and if there is one thing that I would tell you to do today, right now, I would say this, take your screens, especially your phone 
out of your room and do not allow yourself to look at it for a half an hour, at least when you wake up in the morning. That does not need, do not turn on screens. Don't turn on your computer. Don't turn on the TV. Don't, right? Preferably don't even turn on the radio. If you want to listen to music, go ahead and play your Spotify playlist, but avoid ads. You want to actually create like that, that space to be awake and not, and not consuming. Okay. Not meaning not putting stuff in there. When you wake up in the morning and you open Instagram and you feel away about something you saw or you you're scrolling Facebook and you see, right. It starts that. Yeah. Right. We want to avoid that as much as possible. That makes me think of my own experience because I work off of Instagram. So if I look at my notifications, which I often do it, I'm like really, really being, um, conscientious of how much I'm doing that and eliminating that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to take me some time, but mm-hmm. when I do that, it's like, oh my goodness, I have so many messages to get back to, or this person did this, or, okay, mm-hmm. I have this to do for work. I got to remember to do that. Like it just goes, mm-hmm. my brain starts going. And mm-hmm. then I start not even realizing it. My body is tensing up. I am mm-hmm. like the, the weight on my shoulders is getting mm-hmm. a little bit heavier and I'm just mm-hmm. laying in bed and right. that, it just starts it off. And so yes. that just makes me more aware um, as well. So Yes. Okay. We did obviously did not get through all of the questions I had, but this was such an amazing conversation. I am so excited for this to be like in the ears of everyone. Um, I want to wrap up, but I want to say thank you so much, Cassie, for your time today. This has been incredible. Um, and just like your coaching, you are amazing. And I just wanted you to thank know you. that. Um, and so I'm going to end this with two questions that I ask every single guest, which is um, probably my favorite part, just because it helps uplift people. And it just is, it's fun. Um, and so the first one is what is one piece of advice, um, you'd give someone who is kind of feeling down or low right now, um, either a piece of advice or a quote that you really like that helps lift you up when you're feeling down. So I actually, when people are feeling down, I always like to suggest again, that they're really careful about their consumption of things. Um, I always am telling people, and this is a thing. So I'm just going to say this, ready? I close everything with this. Okay. You are amazing and you matter and your purpose matters. Okay. It, it does. It truly does. And I think that people really tend to forget that. Like you matter right now where you are. Okay. In this moment that your heart is hurting in this moment that you feel that you have been like kicked down, that you feel like you can't, that you feel stuck, that you feel heavily burdened. You still matter and you deserve, you deserve to accomplish your dreams. Part of the reason why people deserve to accomplish their dreams is because you have the dream for the, for a reason. And the world needs that gift. The world needs that thing. It might feel silly to you. And I understand that, right? You might feel like the world doesn't need this. It does. Okay. We all have a part to play. Um, and I think it's just very, very meaningful and helpful to say that. So I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you can't remember that, if you don't believe that for yourself, then you go ahead and write on a post-it now, stick it all over your house and on your computer and in your right planner, that lady, (laughs) (laughs) that lady says that I'm amazing. I matter. My purpose matters. And I deserve to live the life I'm dreaming about. And I might not believe it right now, but she seems smart. I'll believe her. Okay. It's okay to lean into somebody else's belief while you need to. That's okay. 
I love that so much. And I know that on days that I'm going to be feeling like this because those happen, it's normal. It's a part of life. It is. Um, I will definitely be remembering this and putting a sticky note on my mirror. Um, yes. And so the last question I have for you, uh, we have a, a playlist on Spotify for the official hype girl. And one of my favorite things to do is dance and to just, you know, feel that good energy. It helps me feel mm-hmm. hype. Um, so mm-hmm. what is your favorite song to dance to? Okay. I'm going to give you two. I am. So one is I'm just going to tell everybody out there that I am obsessed with pink. 100%. Oh, I love pink. Yes. I love her. Okay. And then, but my two go-to songs that like I do this midday move thing and I'll turn on a song and dance around to kind of get the yeah. juicy slow. Okay. And my two go-to songs always are Uptown Funk. Come on. Bruno um, Mars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, okay, y'all, I've got a feeling by Justin Timberlake, the troll song. I love that song. I love it. There's something about the sunshine in my pocket thing. It just makes me so happy. Right. That is also the song, that song, the, um, the, I've got a feeling song is also the song that I'm most likely to turn on. If, um, if I'm trying to like, um, move out a mood or a funk, or I'm not feeling right, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just kind of having like a day. That is actually the song I'm most likely to go to there. I always dance to that song. Love it. Those are amazing, amazing, amazing. And they bring They're back so fun. They the Uptown Funk one just is a core memory because all throughout my, I want to say that was freshman year of college. Um, it could have been sophomore year, but I think it's freshman year. We literally listened to that song on repeat for like five months. <laughs> oh yeah. I can still listen to that song on repeat. I've never gotten tired of it. I I don't know what it is, but I have to tell you this. This is because yeah, I know. I know that you're like, how are you a grandma? But I need you to know that when, when my fourth child was a senior in high school, that song was relatively new and it had been out for like two years and they played that song with their high school band at a concert. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Cassie, let the people know where they can find you. um, And if any, any services that you offer and that they can get um, connected with you. Okay. So I am upcycled adulting everywhere, social media. So Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, I'm on LinkedIn. Like I'm like YouTube, Pinterest, I'm all the places. Um, (laughs) the best place to find me though, is actually in my Facebook group, your amazing world, um, support and accountability to accomplish your goals. And I'm live there every Monday. I teach there. I have my team of coaches, um, is rolling in to start teaching there. We offer all kinds of special free classes and things like that. You can also find me in the app um, and have access to um, various courses and challenges and things like that that we've done as well in our habit tracker and all of our other stuff. And that is at youramazingworld.com backslash resources. Um, the app is awesome. We have a seven-day free trial. It is $9.99 a month currently. Or $99 a year. So, and it has all the, all the good bells and whistles. So you can totally check it out there. Um, but really Facebook group is free. You can always join it. You can always kind of come in, see what we're about. Um, you're going to get a lot of cheering, encouragement, support, guidance, you know, all loved up on to help you actually feel great about yourself and start taking the reins and the power in your life, right. That you deserve to have. 
That is awesome. I'm going to make sure that the, all of this is linked in the show notes. Um, thank you once again, Cassie, for this amazing conversation. And yeah, that's, that's all I have. Okay. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I have loved connecting with you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, let me know by leaving a review or better yet, share it on your Instagram story and tag me so I can personally thank my new bestie. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and set up a date for next time. How does Monday sound? (laughs) Perfect. I'll see you then, girl. Bye.